everybody, Joel here. Just a quick programming note. Uh, this is a very special episode of the podcast where we review Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. We'll be back next week with uh, the same uh, format where we're going to do Chicago versus the Broadway Melody. This one was supposed to be a Christmas in July episode. And we were a little late getting it out to you, but it's very funny, so I didn't want to just not release it. So please stay tuned and enjoy Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas. Macaroni. Macaroni. Cameron. Kirk. Kirk. Cameron. Welcome to a very <laughs> special episode of Best Movie Ever mm. Podcast. Mm-hmm. This is the Christmas in July episode. Yeah. We just finished watching Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas, and I think it might be our personal hell to watch that film every July for the rest of our lives. Mm. What do you think about that, RJ? <laughs> I was uh, asked to come help a friend with their podcast. Yep. And I didn't know what I was signing up for. <laughs> you, Joel, just put me through the most difficult, uh, psychologically draining, emotionally <laughs> complex look inward that I've ever had to go through. And um, At which point in the film did you say, yes, I think I'd like a beer? I think it was probably, uh, I was feeling an itch for it, probably like after the fifth start of the film, because the movie starts several times. Yeah. Sarah, how does the film start? How does Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas begin? In Kirk Cameron's words, with some Lord of the Rings type shit. <laughs> I mean, that's not quite the phrasing he used, <laughs> but I, I think it's close enough. Well, we, we, we join Kirk Cameron sitting in front of a Christmas tree. Right. No, that's no, no, the no. Start the, no? Start, the start of the... Is is oh. Saint Nicholas? Is it's start. Saint Nicholas. Like we don't know it's Saint Nicholas yet, but it is the girl standing in the doorway. Like he's here, sir. And then give me my towel. Give me my towel. What did he say? You corrected <laughs> me when I said uh, that. blanket coat. Uh, coat. Give me my coat. 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 Give me my coat. coat. Take my towel. <laughs> Take my towel. <laughs> give me my coat. And that was the first exchange of gifts in Christmas history. Genesis two three. <laughs> So the, the movie starts uh, w- w- with uh, Santa Claus taking off his towel. Mm-hmm. And then it's Kirk Cameron in front of a roaring fireplace telling you about what exactly, RJ? I just, I really, I got to get into this because I did not know anything about this film when you first uh, told me about it. This is my third third viewing, Sarah's second viewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kurt Cameron's Saving Christmas. He's saving it this time. And so Kurt, Kurt saving Christmas this time. My natural assumption would it would it would be this very anti happy holidays, pro Merry Christmas, anti Starbucks red cup type thing, but it's not. It's actually it's a little more nuanced than that. It's infighting within the Christian community, and the, uh, Kurt Cameron in this opening little fireside chat holds your hand along into the, the, the psyche of him and the director of the film uh, and the two guys who wrote it, one of which was the director of the film. He holds your hand through it, takes you into this world of just like, this is the thing that is of the utmost importance to these people. And as an outsider, uh, 
it's terrifying. It's scary. It's scary. <laughs> it's like he's got so many insecurities. The I'll, uh, Sorry, I'm rambling. Let me get to the, the juice of it. Let me be as concise as Kurt Cameron himself. What, what type of juices does Kurt say he likes in that first second? All right. He says, I like Christmas trees. I like fire. I like eggnog. I like a little bit of hot chocolate. So sue me. Sorry. I guess it's not all that Christian. I know I'm a terrible Satan worshiper for liking these things, but maybe... Just maybe, I'm not a Satan worshiper. Maybe, just me. And my, my pauses are a lot maybe quicker than his. <laughs> Santa is on our side? Our side? Our team? Our team? It is maddening. He's answering a question then, that none of us asked. And then we all take a sip of hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah. We should have made forgot hot about chocolate. That. Yeah. He, throughout this thing, he's interrupting himself with very creepy, drawn out sips of hot chocolate. Really turning me off to the idea of hot chocolate. And we see the exposed cup. Not only is it more than half empty, it does not look like it contains any sort of hot chocolate. There's no hot chocolate residue. Yeah. The cup is empty. The evidence is there. And it he's is... a phenomenal actor for doing yeah. so. Hmm. Tricked you. Oh, it's a got tricky weight little to it. See, this, is a, this is an empty beer. Oh, Ah, fuck, this is a heavy beer. Oh, wow. <laughs> For the audio listeners, I was trying to lift a very heavy beer glass. Yeah, check out the uh, YouTube. I'd say about 75% of this film is voiceover. Yeah, voiceover yes. and slow motion footage. I, I think this is one of the rare occasions where the raw footage that they shot of the entire movie was shorter than what the movie ended up being because they slowed everything down. And I'd say over half of the film was a three shot in a car yeah, in, yeah, in the driveway. Yeah. I'm convinced they shot this over the period of two days. So this movie, I learned while watching it, you informed me, is co-written and directed by the same guy who is the lead. Kirk Cameron is not really the lead of this film. No, no, the no, no, lead no. is a character by the name of Christian subtle and he's basically this guy who's like a within the christian church he is uh the grinch he is scrooge and he's basically saying we shouldn't worship a tree because that's a pagan ritual santa claus isn't in the bible so that's not and so instead of the movie being five minutes long and kurt cameron just saying hey relax man not everything you enjoy has to be in the Bible. That is an unrealistic standard to hold to. But that's not where it goes. What the movie is, is Kirk Cameron bending lines from the Bible into justifications for these things. And they are wobbly at best, these connections. So Christian uh, leaves the, the party, his holiday party, goes out to his car, and he he, he does look like he, he might want to kill a couple people. Yeah, he, it looks like... Taxi driver, the end of taxi driver. And so, so Cameron, Kirk Cameron goes out there to talk some sense into him. And uh, we begin with the first of many, uh, I'd say, gospels about, about what Christmas really means. And the first is the swaddling cloth. Well, it's, it's the nativity. The nativity scene, yeah. Is they, they, he breaks down the nativity and says that, uh, you know, get rid of Jesus, get rid of Mary and Joseph, it's not um like the a manger is actually a a rock in a cave that they use to feed animals. When you see a manger, see a rock. See a rock. See a cave. Um, don't when when you think of uh the don't look at a, don't think of it as a barn. It's a cave. 
So if you get rid of all of these things and it, and all you have left is the swaddling cloth that they use to wrap baby Jesus in. Is it, do you guys, is this based on anything? Is it the stuff no that he's saying? Idea. I went through K through eight uh, Catholic school mm-hmm. and I claim bullshit on all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I, my theory on this, and I said this while we were watching it, is the main guy who directed it and co-wrote it is the silly cool kind of funny youth group leader that some of the kids look forward to handful of the kids find a little too creepy. So they don't go when he leads because they're like, there's something up with him. Um, and this is a sermon that he performed where he maybe got Kurt Cameron, maybe just got another buddy to be like, let's do this scene. And it, it reeks of infighting Christian self-service. It's infuriating. Can you imagine, Joel, I'm sorry. I know I'm dominating here. This is just like, this is really, I need to hash some stuff out. Can you imagine either of you? Let's start with Joel, okay? Okay. Joel, you're having a crisis of faith of some sort, okay? Sure, sure. And you're sitting in the car, and I come in with this smug fucking look, all right? And I'm just like, hey, bud, what bullshit, dumb, existential crisis are you going through? And then your response, instead of just like saying it for real, you're just like, ah, it's just so stupid. It's like, everything's so stupid. And it's like, you're going to help me and you're going to just blabber on and you're going to help. That's how these two people interact. How do they not kill each other in the middle of this movie? They don't like each other. I think you're the one. Dude, I, I really, I struggled with this movie. I saw a lot of myself in there from my younger days. No, no, but I, I, I will say. Did you I see feel yourself like, in Kurt Cameron or yeah, Christian? I think I'm more of a Kurt. I think I had the same journey as you because the the first time I saw it and now that I'm I've I've distanced myself from it I can I can laugh about it more but I definitely like like when I think about this let's just go back to the swaddling cloth for a second and the rock in the cave the swaddling cloth Kirk Cameron says yes is uh Jesus's death shroud at the end when he returns to the cave. Right, yeah. The boy Christ died in this one. But this is a recurring theme in every single thing that he says. He always brings it back to the crucifixion. And all I can help think is like, oh, this is making this holiday much darker than it 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 was ever intended to be. Why so smiley, Kirk Cameron, if everything in Christmas reminds you about the death of Christ? (laughs) So the nativity scene should remind you that Jesus died, uh, Christmas trees... Uh, are just centerpieces for Christ's death. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, we got Santa Claus beats the living shit out of a guy to a dubstep sort of remix. Yeah, yeah. This Uh, all sounds uh, decidedly more Catholic than Protestant to me. (laughs) All the aggression and guilt and everything pointing to when that poor man got hung up on that big cross. And uh, I think, but the, it doesn't take any responsibility for it. No, no. It's he like, smiles through it all like a fucking pod person. <laughs> and Santa Claus, after beating the shit out of someone, ho, 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 let's go save some children tonight. Yeah. Or no, let's go bless some kids. So after, just so I have the order of events, after the explanation of the nativity just being like a setup for the great payoff that is the crucifixion. We go back to the car. We go back to the car. and he, So the whole movie is I structured. I black out every time we get to the car, by the way. <laughs> every time we get to the car, I'm like, uh. It is, it is, each segment in the car is a half a page of script that these two expert actors just stretch out to an eternity, whether that's through long dramatic pauses or just repeating themselves or doing a weird word association improvised thing. It starts with like, I didn't see the swaddling cloth. I didn't, 
see it. And then it turns into like, I'm such a jerk. Such a <laughs> yeah. jackass. Your sister. No, that's your wife. My <laughs> wife. Your your sister. Your sister, my wife. My wife is your sister. Thing, and it's the wife. And it's life. And you know what? There's lots of strife. And <laughs> and I'm the I'm the jerk. I'm the guy Santa Claus beat up. But before, I'm the jerk. Before he loses he has that yeah. whole uh scenario, we forgot the tree lot. Right. This is the, you should cover this, Sarah, because this is the tree lot. The, the tree lot is probably the the first moment when in my first watch of this movie that I had to stop and sit back and really, really think about because to be honest, he was talking about the swaddling cloth and stuff. I was like, whatever. Yeah. And shit. then Christian asked, what about Christmas trees? Where are there yeah, Christmas yeah. trees in the, in the Bible? Bible? It's it's a pagan thing, blah, blah, blah. It's actually by a number of different religions, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, this is the point, by the way, where like the movie turns from just a bad movie to a comedy for me. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, what What was the crucifix made out of? Wood. Wood. And what are trees made out of? It's wood. wood. It's logical. Yeah. It's wood. So when you go to a forest, see Jesus dying on the cross. And that's why it's okay to have these things in our house. I don't understand. I don't understand why anyone needed this explanation. <laughs> and I don't understand why the explanation was satisfactory for whatever they needed. It's inc- so, okay. I, what I've pulled up here, I just hit refresh on this random Bible verse generator. Okay. Yes. Hit me. Joel, I'm going to ask you, what's the easiest way to do this? I'm going to see if you can do this. Th- is a new this, segment this on the little, podcast called uh, uh, Joel saving Christmas. Joel saving Christmas. <laughs> All right. All right. So I'm going to read this verse. Okay. And you have to then bend it to justify some sort of Christmas decoration, Christmas tradition. Okay. okay. Are the rules clear? Yep. Okay. This is Titus 3 5. He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. On Christmas, Mm. all the restaurants are closed, Mm -hmm. except for the Chinese restaurants. And can I see it? Yeah, please. And on this day when you don't have food, the Chinese save you. Uh, not because of righteous things you have done, but because of their mercy to be open mm. on Christmas. Mm. They save you through the washing of rebirth. That's just a Peking duck reference. <laughs> <laughs> and the renewal by the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure about that last part, but, the, but all the other stuff sticks. So we cut back to the car and I'll we be Christian. I mean, uh, like, yeah. uh, Joel, um, I feel so stupid. I never made the connection between the Peking duck and the wash through rebirth before. Um, but wait, your sister, my, my wife, si- my wife, my, my wife, your wife, your sister, my sister. <laughs> and that's how the whole movie works. <laughs> and that's how quickly we did it. And it took them 80 minutes to do it. I think that was about uh, two minutes on the clock. Yeah, and, and boy. It, each of those, it happens about four times in the film. <laughs> each of them take no less than 15 minutes. So Kirk, uh, basically says at the end of the movie, you know, you shouldn't fret too much about the materialism of, of Christmas. So I know it seems like it's excessive and, you know, you could be giving money to starving orphans and all mm-hmm. this sort of stuff. But it's fine to spend it on your family, spend it on large, uh, obscenely large hams. 
Um, <laughs> just big hams. Just big hams. Um, because uh, it's Christmas is really about, you know, Jesus taking on a material body. Mm, so it only word. it only makes sense mm-hmm. that it would it would be okay to celebrate his birth with the with material things, you know? I think that's almost verbatim what he said. I had a personal favorite uh character in this watch, and I think I think the standout was the young man uh, I he, I believe he's he's also in the the Santa Claus scene. Oh sure. But the the young man who um who has the initial talk with Christian about uh, uh, weird shirt Fridays, wacky uh, weird, shirt. wacky shirt Fridays, yeah. and then makes a, a just the best uh, uh resurgence in the bloopers of the film when we realize that he's just getting yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> by the director, by the yeah. director during that entire scene, and and he's just like okay, and and Christian just just keeps going like okay, now go back, reset, 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 do it again. Shooting on digital doesn't matter. We could do this all day. We reset, can reset, and do it again. <laughs> he's a saint for being there, yeah. and he's easily the best part of the film. Doesn't and he say that like uh, the guy playing Christian is like Jewish at one point? Yeah, <laughs> yeah in the yeah, bloopers, yeah, 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 yeah it's very Jewish, strange. Which is which is weird. Like if he's cast in that film, yeah. That's when improv goes awry. It's like, it's, I think it was like a and little. you're probably Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was. Do you know who's making this movie? Yeah. I think that was a little messy. I feel like he part. got, uh, he was like called in to replace somebody else at one point and he didn't know what he was getting into. So he just went along with it. Yeah. He, felt, he, he definitely felt like one of the few people who was paid to be there. Sure. Yeah. 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 A lot of those, a lot of those kids were the children of the other cast members, and just members of the youth group. I assume. Yes. You know, <laughs> it's really it's uh, it's insane. The uh, we haven't touched the dance number. Yeah. No. 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 The dance number. Uh, it comes. God, like fifteen minutes before the end, and it lasts the entire length of a long song, a it, long it's remix, like a good of, four and a half minutes of. Uh, who is it? Angels it? we are. Oh, fi- oh, it's Family Force Five. Family Force Five. Five. Angels we have heard on high. Angels we <laughs> have heard on high. <laughs> the whitest dance song. I did pause it, uh, I think, in my last viewing, and there is a woman's face staring at the dance off, just going, Oh, God. What <laughs> the fuck is happening? And I didn't see it this time, but I know it's there. It's well hidden. Yeah. I did notice going back, sorry to go back uh, to this terrible opening to this movie, but when we first it's see fine. the We're party. turning this into um, Pulp Fiction, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> when we first uh, see the party that they're all at, um, which we kind of skipped over, they're, they're at this party. Christian is staying outside uh, at, in his car. He's sitting in his car because he's just had too much of it. But at this party, when we're seeing like B-roll of the party, I swear to God, every extra is eyes right down the barrel looking at the camera. <laughs> and like, it's insane. It's insane that they weren't like, like for all of his uh, macho-ness, like reset, reset, we're just burning daylight here, reset. He couldn't have just said, hey, honey, can you just maybe look at the ham or something? Like, don't look, don't look at daddy. <laughs> and uh, Kurt Cameron's wonderful moment in the beginning where he's like, where is Christian? Hmm. Who wants hot chocolate? I'm the hot chocolate guy. Yeah. It was like, that was sitting there the whole time. Yeah. We didn't need you to be the hot chocolate yeah. guy. He's just a pusher is what he is. He's pushing pusher. hot chocolate that whole movie. Wait, was this movie sponsored by Big Hot Chocolate? I believe so. 
he he does love it quite a, a great deal, as does the old man at the end of the film. Yeah, what's his name again? <laughs> is it like Bill on the couch? Bill on the couch. Bill on the couch. Which is one of the first actual written comedic moments in the movie. Is it? I really had issue with this because it feels like a joke. It's so after the whole dance off happens in a different room, we cut to Bill I on the couch. I felt like I was in a David Lynch movie at that <laughs> point. <laughs> we, cut to, we cut to Bill on the couch and he says, that's why I come to these things. But he's in a different room. It's like I come here to like feel the floor slightly shake when a bunch of white women are dancing next to the Christmas tree. I don't understand to what he's referring. Maybe well, the hot chocolate he's drinking. Let's, well, just, I think this will help paint the picture yeah. for you. I think this is why he came. Um, I can't help but notice in that scene that his hand is in fact on, on his, his crotch. crotch. It's on his crotch the whole damn time. New theory. Every Christmas party, Christian learns this lesson. <laughs> Every single one. Bill on the couch shows up to watch him learn the Christmas lesson and to touch himself while it happens. <laughs> That's what I think is happening here. Well, did you, uh, I don't know if you noticed. Um, so at one point, Christian feels really bad about like being such a grouch for Christmas um, that he goes up to his wife in the kitchen. And what what is it that he says? He's, oh, I've been I got, waiting. I got oh, something yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been wanting to give you for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right before that, we get something about inches of Christ or something. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure it wasn't that, but I wish no, it was. No, no, no. Inches of Christ. <laughs> I'm going to give you all the inches of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> not not quite that, but yes, something then, to that what degree. Is, what does she say after that? Is well, like, first, before he says that very sexual thing, and then Kirk Cameron comes in, and he goes, I know what you're thinking. They're probably going to kiss. And it's like, no one was thinking that. That was a very sexual thing that he said. Well, he's like, what do you want them to do? And I was like, this isn't a choose your own <laughs> Do you want them to smooch? <laughs> okay, so after Kirk Cameron says, I bet you want them to kiss, it pa- unpauses, and she says... Oh, what does she say? It's something like, what, what oh, did you have oh, in mind, big boy? Big, big daddy. Big daddy. Big daddy. What do you have in mind, big daddy? And he's just like, I think I want to have a dance off. Very silly line. And then they get to see their friends do a dance that they rehearsed once, which is great, which is like a win-win for everyone. There's the the dude, so not the dude you had mentioned before, but a different guy we skipped over who rants about conspiracy theories. Yes. Um, where they they uh, they dub over themselves with the the coffee, coffee cup in yeah. front of them. Um, basically, just to reiterate, this guy um, he's supposed to represent the toxic part of Christianity that are like war on Christmas, but he says it in the same breath of like chemtrails are bad and all sorts of. He's like an Alex Jones type, and it has to be true because Fox News said it was right. So. Right. So the conspiracy theory guy during the dance was given nothing to do. And every time they cut to him, he's doing this move with his bow tie. He's like adjusting it. It's a cool move. It looks really cool, but he had nothing else to do. He's also doing like the, the hands over the face. I presume for the horn. Yeah. 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 Man, he just, he was stuck. And Christian coming into the, after all the, the, the parables and everything in the car, his arrival into the party, which we then see in the bloopers again, where it's just like fluff up my fucking sweater, Kirk Cameron. <laughs> I don't have enough sweater dust. And rolling, sound, speed, go. Get out of the shot, Kirk. Do you think the decision to put that in is like everyone needs to see that, that I, Kirk Cameron is my bitch, is my sweater <laughs> puff bitch? I need them to all puff up this. my sweater, Kirk. And at first, it was in the movie, and then one of the producers was like, "This doesn't make sense. This can't be in the movie." He's no. like, "Blooper reel in the credits." But his slide into the party where he goes face first penguin, into penguin slide, penguin yeah. slide into the presence and then sees new Jerusalem mm-hmm. on the in presence? the presence. Yeah. Yes. It's a city. 
that they've built. Tiny, tiny city. But this, this sequence goes on, I, I, I would assume like maybe four to five minutes, yeah. that in real time looks like 20 people staring at a man on his stomach in front of the Christmas tree who's just slid in, just ogling presence, and then Kirk Cameron standing in the door with the headlights of the car on. Presumably, or the light of God. Or the light of God. It's the light of God. It, okay, it's the light of God. <laughs> <laughs> just watching him smiling with yeah. half of his face. Like a Katie Holmes smile at him. This that's, is that's wh- why I'm convinced that this movie was literally shot in two days. Yeah, sure. Because it might have been one night. <laughs> because everything is literally like it's it's all in slow motion. Yep. Um, I guess it's not technically two days because they did have like I would say a week. They shot it in a week just well, because the they had stuff. the different sets. So like the Santa stuff, the cave was probably just stock footage that sure. might have been shutterstock yeah. video yeah. um and then and then of course the the santa um the santa set so yeah. and i guess they could have taken a separate night to do the entire car scene if they really wanted to but i really don't think yeah. they needed it, to again to the slow motion thing and again not having business for your actors or the director even having business for himself he belly dives into the presence and then the business he gives himself is to cons- repeatedly rearrange a nutcracker and Everything a has to be looking, point, at God. looking pointed to God. And so the, the line says pointed to God and he's moving a nutcracker and a snow globe. But like you want that moment to be, they talked about a bunch of stuff in that car. They never talked about a nutcracker. It's like, he's not adjusting the star on the tree or like humming around like a hummingbird. He's just like in this spot. And they're like, it's fine. This will be enough business for the big moment that we want. And they slow it down. It's insane. Uh, I also noticed that in the dinner uh, scene at the very end of the film, mm. not a single person is moving their lips. No one's talking over mm. Kirk Cameron's, uh, it's okay to buy an Xbox because that's a material good, uh, material goods and uh, uh, Jesus, uh, is it, God made material? Was that it was, what it, it was about? I think it was, it's okay Jesus' to, birth was, uh, yeah, God, God taking on a material form and so it's okay to max out your credit cards max out your credit cards but don't use presents to buy friends i do want to bring up after we watched it i looked up this dude who's the the, the uh, protagonist and the director, director of the film. and co-writer darren doan doan what do you think that is uh, i'm gonna say doan he has a prolific uh resume of directing a bunch of music videos including three Blink-182 videos. That's Damn It, Josie, M&M's. Um, a Brian Posehn music video. Comedian Brian Posehn. Metal by Numbers. Uh, Buck Cherry. I see uh, uh, Crisis. Dance Hall Crashers. Uh, Demon Hunter. Deftones. It's, in, it's insane. So all of this. And Genuine. Yet he, he directs the worst, whitest dance-off I've ever seen. It's Although terrible. I, if I had to think about it, I, I don't know if I could say a, a whiter dance-off I've loved. <laughs> That's not, the not, new segment. It's not coming to the a whiter dance-off that I love. I'm sure that I've seen plenty on the Disney Channel original movies that oh, I sure. could probably refer to. Oh, I, I bet there's, a, there's more than one in any of the high school musical movies. Mm. What, was, what was our overall, our favorite moment of this film? What, what really made you go like, I can't wait to watch this next year. Um, look, I've got some positives to say about this. Genuine positives. I mentioned this when we were watching it, and I had to pause it to just recollect my 
psyche. Recollect all the positive. <laughs> yeah. I, I do genuinely think there's probably some kid out there who's being raised in a very conservative Protestant family who's maybe feeling guilty about loving these things about Christmas, loving a Christmas tree, loving that decorating a Christmas tree. Maybe his mom is going through a similar thing that uh, Christian was going through and he's feeling a lot of guilt about it. And he watches this movie and feels justified in loving these objectively good things about the holidays. <laughs> maybe that happens to some kid and that makes me happy. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't really have a scene that makes me want to rewatch this movie because why would I? <laughs> but it warms my heart thinking of that very specific scenario. <laughs> I think I think the standout scene for me this time, and I it gets me, it got me every time I've watched it, is just the whole story of Santa Claus just being an Boy. ultimate badass. Yeah. Him and it's just like, let's make this a little bit more Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Which I don't know what that means in context of what they showed. But, violent? Maybe that's the most violent yeah. movie Kirk Cameron has ever seen. Whoa, we're going <laughs> to see The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Just the fellowship, though. It gets too nasty in the two towers. But but the 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 Santa Claus moment at the, the Nicaea, which I guess is just a bar in this story. Yeah. And he, he beats the living shit out of the the conspiracy theory guy. Yeah, he, he comes back to play a new role. I, I think every time that, uh, that dubstep music kicks in i'm like holy shit somebody either had a sense of humor or this is uh oh god earnest it, it feels it, earnest it's really earnest like they're like the kids are gonna love santa yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like we have to make the kids love santa again what are the kids like dubstep. fortnite and dubstep well no this was made this is pre-fortnite pre-fortnite yeah so it's just violence and dubstep it's violence yeah. and dubstep <laughs> and yeah. fades to black because Lord, that happens a there's a lot of fades to black <laughs> i feel like this was made far po- like post Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. but they reference Lord of the Rings as if it's the the, the new thing that the kids like. Yeah. Okay, okay, I have I have my favorite actor for the movie. I just thought of it, the girl. Oh with, sure, with Santa Claus, who after he kicks the shit out of the guy is just like, get that out of your system, and they <laughs> a full a full shot on her. Hmm, you're ready to leave now. She's like she's like the sassy female sidekick from any problematic 80s or 90s action movie of just like boys and their toys. Let's get to work, Santa Claus. <laughs> Let's bless some kids tonight. She was she was wonderful and I forgot she was even in the film. Yeah, uh, man. But uh she has just a wonderful arc in it. She's afraid of him. Yes. And then she relishes him in his violence. So who is she in the whole Santa Claus story? Is she Mrs. Claus? Mrs. Claus, one would assume, maybe his only elf? Maybe Rudolph. His child bride? Child bride. <laughs> Santa's child bride. Yeah. There's a lot that's left out of... Uh, that wasn't in the Bible for sure. Yeah, maybe he told other people she was an elf helper. Is that your child bride? No, 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 no. She's My actually elves. 400 years old. She just doesn't look it. Elves. And she doesn't wear any underwear. It's crazy. <laughs> you should watch her lick a candy cane. Okay, Santa. All right. <laughs> Th- you know what candy canes stand for? <laughs> the blood of Christ <laughs> in candy form. I, I think uh, my favorite scene in the entire movie is probably just the opening scene where Kirk Cameron is listing all of the things that he likes about Christmas. 
and then he gets really preoccupied with how much hot cocoa he has he keeps going back to it like it's like I I almost feel like like I got more (laughs) I feel like he's got his lines or something written on (laughs) (laughs) they're on they're on a post-it on the back of the cup that's so good it's I like fireplaces um uh, uh, and hot cocoa. Hot cocoa. That's so funny. <laughs> I think you cracked it, Sarah. I think that's exactly what's going on. Maybe that's all the pauses are just post-its on the uh, <laughs> on the set. That's why it's all, always so squinty. It's like he's trying to... Just everyone's oh. line is written on a post-it note somewhere on set. <laughs> and they're desperately looking for it. Oh, my God. When did you discover this? Uh, I discovered this movie... God, maybe... Five years ago, mm. I I sought it out. I, I watched it once, and I, I have to say I forgot about it. Uh, but but I think last year I had watched it for the first time in maybe like three or four years, and it stuck with me as probably my favorite Christmas movie because it's everything, it's everything that Christmas shouldn't be. Yeah, made by a bunch of Catholics or Christians. Christians don't. No, no, don't throw our people. No, aren't oh, they no, Mormon? That's, uh, so sorry. Aren't they, aren't they Mormon? No, they're got to be Protestant, right? Are they Mormon? I thought they were Mormon. Are they Mormon? Hold this, on. hold on. We might have to start this whole thing over. Well, he again. does at one point say, um, "Oh God, what does Christian say?" He he mentions a Bible verse, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I've never heard that before." And I know the Book of Mormon has um, a lot extra of extra stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's got extra stuff and a lot of names that sound oddly Native American. Hmm. Which I, I find uh, challenging. Okay, so it says Protestant that... Christianity. Yeah. Protestant Christianity. He was not just not Christian, but a full-on atheist in his youth. Really? And then at age 20, he was a born-again Christian. He's got that damn fish on the back of his car for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's quite the twist. Damn, Kirk Cameron. And let me tell you, he looks great. It's working. Whatever he believes in, <laughs> it's working. Would you, uh, would you recommend uh, Kirk Cameron saving Christmas to a Jew? I know you're confused about some things, but just take this home, give it a watch. Uh, no, I think it's, I think it's toxic. I think it's like, it's funny for an adult person to be watching it. I can think of like, as much as I gave that great example of the one young boy where it'd be a good scenario, <laughs> could be a girl. I'm sure too. it helps somebody. Yeah. But I think for every one kid that it helps, it's like very toxic, uh, in my opinion to the, cause it's, it's, it's delusional. It's crazy. It's, it's mis using uh, some books that have some nice things to say in them. And it's like, it, it's encouraging like an over fixation and obsession. It's, it's problematic. Would you recommend it, Sarah? <laughs> um, I would recommend it uh, to anybody who is uh, a former, formerly Christian. Mm. Um, and maybe a few, I have a few friends who, uh, are Christian, but are also aware of the hypocrisies of right. Christianity. And I think they would enjoy it. I, I don't know if I would recommend it to people who've never been a part of the Christian religion, because I, I feel like they would, they wouldn't be able to appreciate the sure. hypocrisies of it. Um, maybe they would. I mean, the dance off in and of itself is <laughs> it's pretty wonderful. Is, yeah. is secular in its own right <laughs> the dance off is quite secular yeah. um more like but, secular. Uh, secular 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 what did you have in mind big daddy what did you have in mind big papa <laughs> i don't know a white dance off oh man uh, i'll say this um i 
I, I went to uh, Catholic school for quite some time, and what I learned is that the Bible is a tool. Mm-hmm. And uh, so is Kirk Cameron. So <laughs> is Kirk Cameron. <laughs> the, the, the Bible is a tool. Uh, all the religious texts are tools to make you a better person. And I swear to God, Kirk Cameron saving Christmas does not make you a better person. But I will continue to watch Kirk Cameron saving Christmas I think I think every year because it is it is the room of Christmas movies sure. for me. Yeah, uh, it's this and Ernest uh, saves Christmas for me. Right, the scene where Santa Claus um, gives his power to Ernest. Sure, and then um, bones an old lady. This I don't remember about the film, Joel. <laughs> Joel, I don't remember when it's Ernest right. bones an old no, lady. No, 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 Santa Claus. Does. Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Ernest is very asexual. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Overall. He's the best. I I remember about that film, a better Christmas film. Um. Where he comes in and it's the it's the Haven uh, point of view shot it's, and he comes a, in with the yeah, it's one of the best incredible uh, scenes in any any movie I think. Hey, maybe next year we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's this one. <laughs> Are any Christmas movies uh, best picture winners? I don't think so. Yeah, Is Titanic that. a Christmas movie? I would argue both Godfather movies are Christmas movies, according to uh, ABC Family Rules. There's like a couple of Christmas mm-hmm. scenes. As long as there's at least one Christmas scene yeah, in the it movie, the it's, mm. it's, it qualifies. So that might Die be Hard. the closest we get. Die Hard is your favorite? Oh, no. Die Hard is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say Die Hard out loud, and then I did it. It's well, also like, a Christmas movie. I think that's, like that's your out the... for the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Best Movie Ever podcast. Right. Uh, this is a special episode. Uh, maybe we'll do it again next year we, if the movie, if the DVD is still working. Did we actually introduce ourselves at the top of this episode? No, but they know it. <laughs> they know. No, okay. You, you have no idea who we are unless you're our friends or family. Christ is a Christmas tree. Christ is a Christmas tree. Christ Christ my name is Christ is a Christmas tree. No, my name is Joel Rafey. My name is Sarah Mullins. I'm RJ Haynes. And this has been the Best Movie Ever podcast. Thank you for joining us. See you next time. Bye. Bye.